Hey there, my name is Mitch Hammond and you're listening to Made for Monday, a podcast dedicated to activating the church to live for Monday as much as we do Sunday. Today, I have the pleasure of talking to one of the leading prophetic voices in Australia right now, Vicki Simpson. Her heart is to help activate God-given callings and purpose throughout the world to be an agent of change and breakthrough in the lives of individuals, ministers, churches, and nations. She has 40 years experience in the prophetic, 30 years as a full-time prophet, preacher, and trainer. She's passionate about normalizing the supernatural and the spiritual and to help raise up the next generation of prophets. Get ready today to have your spiritual ears unblocked as you listen. Well, welcome, Vicki Simpson. So good to have you on Made for Monday today. Thank you. Good to be here. It's uh, it's great to have you here. And uh, this is episode six. And so we've had a few episodes so far, some great guests on, but I'm so excited to hear from you specifically uh, as a prophetic voice in our nation and around the world, um, just to get some insights into the church right now and for and for believers who are uh, you know, feeling the the tide of change and and how they can uh, set themselves up to uh, to be used by God um, in the future. Um, so, can you tell us just to start with, um, tell us a bit about what you do and, and what your heart is for Christians and for the church right now? What I do, look, I, I'm, what I'm saying is that I, I'm the one of the ministries formerly known as itinerants. Sure. Um, <laughs> I, uh, Pre-COVID, I would be uh, traveling full-time, going to churches, um, preaching, ministering, mostly, you know, having a platform Mm -hmm. um, expression of of my ministry. And COVID all changed all of that. So, um, I mean, I continue to to preach uh, online, you know, pre-recordings, a bit live now in Australia since borders have opened up. Um, but in addition to that, I'm I'm doing um, a lot more behind the scenes sort of ministry, um, one-on-one coaching. Sure. I'm doing something called clarity coaching, and and just um, helping pastors and churches navigating this season. Mm-hmm. And um, from a, from a more conversational uh, kind of you know expression in ministry, I say my, my best work at the moment is is being being done behind closed doors. Sure, sure. And I mean, in those conversations, and, and obviously you've um, you've been able to you've been exposed to a lot of different churches, not just in our country, but around the world over the years. And what I mean, where does it come down to for you at the at the very core? What's your heart and your your passion in terms of when you when you step into those spaces of whether it's preaching or or conversations and more kind of consulting? Um, what's what's the core driver for you in those times? My core driver is is seeing revelation brought mm-hmm. into a church, a situation. God, what are you saying? Yeah. What, what are you saying now to this place at this time? Mm-hmm. Because I believe when we're in sync and when, when revelation comes on the scene, it changes everything. Sure. You know, seeing God's kingdom come, his will being done mm-hmm. on earth in this moment as it is in heaven. So yeah. that would be... Broadly speaking, my, my primary driver. Yeah, amazing. And we, I mean, obviously, you get to journey with these kind of people, whether it's individuals or churches. Um, you know, you've—I know for, for many people had relationship over a long period of time. As you've journeyed with people, what, what does it look like tangibly when someone goes on that journey from discovering maybe that revelation or a shift in 
what, how they're operating. How does it outwork in their lives? What's the, what's the obvious fruit for a church, say, um, that have kind of got in step with the Holy Spirit? What, is that, what do you think that looks like? Look, if, you, if a church, if a ministry, if an individual are moving in faith, I mean, mm. it's faith that pleases God. Right. Right. I think sometimes we can be, um, I think our metrics sometimes can be uh, too focused on externals. Like it's sure. got to look a certain way mm-hmm. uh, to be considered fruitful. Right. But but really, uh, we're walking with God. Mm. That's the bottom line. Whether collectively, individually, we're walking with God. And uh, my friend, Dr. Tanya Harris, has um, has written a book recently on the voice of God in the church. And she has makes the point that there is no discipleship. There is no fellowship without the voice of God. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Mm -hmm. So the centricity of, of Jesus, his voice, um, that's, what's key. Obeying, obeying that voice, Mm -hmm. obeying, stepping out in faith. Um, and the metrics, the, the the measures, the signs. Look, it. it I I think they they are what they are. Like, mm-hmm. but but I'm very reluctant to say it must look like this. Yeah, it must sure. look like that. Yeah. Does it make sense? Yeah, it does. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's about it, obedience. I think at the end of the day, obviously, it looks different in every context. Well, obedience can sometimes lead a church to to what looks like a decline in numbers. Sure. Sure. And, and as as you and I know, that's been one of the ultimate metrics. Right. The <laughs> Growth. Pr- yeah, yeah, the pruning. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly right. And I think um, it, it comes back to relationship and following Jesus, what he is requiring of us um, at, at any given time, and and to have trust in that and faith in that because it, it's faith that pleases him. Yeah, we're, we're the business of, of of ultimately pleasing God. Yeah, amazing, amazing, and that's a corporate, obviously, calling, but also an individual calling, very much so that we can outwork in our daily lives as well, right? Hundred percent. Yeah, amazing. Hundred percent. I mean, there there is no corporate without the individual. Like I, I think we, we, some people can kind of. Um, you know, uh, abdicate personal responsibility sure. because they've got this idea of, well, the church. Mm. Oh, that's the church's responsibility. Oh, it's the church's fault. Mm. But but we are the church, mm-hmm. and and there is no, there is no church without the, the collective, yes. the joining together of of individuals. We are we are individuals, mm. um, and it's individuals who are getting saved. Yeah, individuals who are responsible before the Lord. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so exactly, yeah, it's important that that, uh, that we know we we have the right mm. and the responsibility. It's a part of our salvation package to hear from God for ourselves, mm. to to respond to Him. Mm. Um, I do get I do get concerned sometimes when um, some individuals, individual believers, might feel like that is. The upline responsibility—that's our pastor's responsibility. Sure, sure. That's the when that's a part of our salvation package that we are now in relationship with God, and that that includes hearing His voice. Yeah, it's so good. It's amazing. Um, you know, as you think about uh, what God's saying, not just to individuals or to churches, but you know, there is a, a sense that you know, and, and you would know this as a as a prophetic um, ministry 
that God's saying things um, not just to a church, but even to to churches and to even and to nations at that level. Mm. Uh, what do you what do you sense um, across the world and through churches that what's the what's the voice of God? Um, you know, what are you sensing right now in the, in this season as a church globally? And and maybe what what adjustments do you feel? Um, and I say that lightly, but is, is, is there adjustments you feel that, well, I feel like there's a chiropractic work happening and, yes. and God's making some adjustments and aligning some things. What, how would you describe what God's doing right now and what you sense? I'll answer that second, that second one first, because mm. I think the adjustments are primarily adjustments of the heart, sure, um, internal adjustments. Right. And I know we've just gone through 12 months of pivoting, mm-hmm. pivot, pivot, pivot. Yep, and that, yep. that's, that's all about adjustments to what we do, how we do it. Yeah. Um, but I, I personally think that my conviction is that adjustments have to be adjustments of surrender, sure. of um, relinquishing control. Right. And uh, I feel we, we really need all of us just need to be uh, have heightened awareness in this season of where we are trying to desperately hold on to mm-hmm. anything. You know, where we're, we're white knuckling the things that we've known, um, the traditions that we've had, mm-hmm. um, the way things have been, mm-hmm. because the whole world, I mean, you don't have to be a prophet to, to see the whole world is an absolute, yeah. um, you know, like unprecedented in our times, yeah. um, global flux and change. Mm-hmm. But in the light of the church, you know, I felt when this whole COVID thing broke out, like, I really felt the Lord say to me that we're entering a season of divine paradox. Right. And and that how it's seen. So, okay, it's going to look like everything stop, stop. But Mm -hmm. in actual fact, it was going to be a season where a lot of things would start, start. Wow. You know, it would look look like there is a lot of death. And we're not, we're not, um, I really want to make the point that uh, we're not uh, in denial Mm. about natural realities. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's people have suffered. My God, mm. nations are su- still suffering, Yeah. you know, and, um, but I felt the, the Lord say that there would be in the unseen realm, like it would not, there would be the uh, exact opposite wow. going on. So when all the doors of the churches, you know, around the world mm-hmm. had to shut and we're gathering was no longer permitted because of risk, COVID risks. I just had this incredible sense that. Uh, there was going to be greater access than ever before. Yeah, amazing. Greater access to the to the to to God's word, to to His ministry, to what He was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was all going to be not as we knew it. And I I I really sense that's what we've been. Well, I believe that's what we've been seeing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's a re it's a re defining of the boundary lines and the borders of what what's possible. You know, um, which is. I, I mean, there's been a whole lot of catchphrases going around this season, but but so many of them really, you know, are true in my opinion. Mm. So the church has left the building, mm. right? The church, yeah. Not Elvis left the building. Church has left the building. Um, you know, I think this is what I really think that God is sending us a, a, a big, loud wake-up call. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've even talked to pastors who've asked themselves the question, "Gee." As people haven't returned to church, they have in every congregation I know, there have been some people haven't returned. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's good to ask the question, have we been 
discipling people to Jesus or just to a service? Sure. Have we been discipling Jesus? As, as I mean, as you, this podcast is called Made for Monday, have we been, mm. you know, training, equipping people, directing them mm. towards their Monday, or, or has the focus primarily been on Sunday? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think I think this is a part of the shaking. Yeah. And the um, yeah, and and not just. I think many of us have given perhaps lip service. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That you know we we are about what's. You know the the week in between the Sundays, but yeah. I think this COVID thing has shown that it's maybe not as it. much as we thought. Yeah. It's amplified it. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. You um, I know throughout the season last year, you released a prophetic word, which which you I know you've been sitting on for for a little while before that, and just were waiting for the, you know, the the green light almost to yeah. re- for the timing of of God in that word around um the image of a of a Rubik's cube um can you share a bit about that and unpack some of the elements through that sure um i actually got got the vision in 2017 sure and it was of jesus uh and if i remember rightly you had a similar vision too yes i did yes you did yeah and um i saw jesus pick up a rubik's cube and he started to play with it, mm. move it so quick. The, the pieces of the cube were moving so quick. It was just a blur of motion. Mm-hmm. And and he put it down and I realized he'd actually done it in reverse, reverse to what we would have done, the Rubik's right. Cube. Mm-hmm. Traditionally, you're trying to solve it, right? Get yep. it all in, in the uniform. Neat and tidy. Yep. Neat and tidy. He'd done the opposite. He'd... Messed it all up so that it was just this patchwork of colour. Wow. He looked at it one one more time and he wasn't happy and he picked it up and he went ur, ur, and he actually kind of moved it, moved it, repivoted it so it wasn't even a cube anymore. Mm. And he put it down. And he goes, "That's better." Wow. And I went, "Oh my gosh, what have I just <laughs> what have I just seen?" Yeah. And I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, "Vicky, it's my church. There's a new wine skin coming." Ask my people, are they willing to relinquish control? Wow. And I felt him just just show me that something was coming. I knew it was going to be fast. I mean, the the, the speed at which this vision took place, mm. I thought, okay, what's going to happen is going to be fast. Yeah. Um, and it was it was um going to be counterintuitive. It was that really struck me. It was going to be uh, something that we would not have done of wow. our own. Of our own devices, of our own planning, yeah. and um, and just I, I started to share it. I started to share it like with individuals. I started to share that vision um, at pastors' meetings and um, and stuff. And it was so funny because uh, a lot of people would lean in and they're thinking, "Okay, this is clearly <laughs> something for up ahead." Some people would think, "Oh, yeah, 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 we're doing that." Yep, yeah, sure. We're, we're, we're restructuring. We're we're onto it. And I'm like, oh, I don't think we are onto it. Yeah. <laughs> and then. Um, and I've actually put for people who are interested in the amplified version, it's there on YouTube. If yes. they put Vicky Simpson, um, Rubik's Cube Church. Um, but the when COVID broke out, um, I felt the Holy Spirit say the Rubik's Cube is in full swing. Mm. The Rubik's Cube is in full swing. And um, I'm not the only kind of, you know, person um who's had similar visions so many people have had uh, you know different metaphors yeah um all the same one you know and and yeah it's it's speaking i believe of a god is is changing uh the wineskin which 
which actually starts with us. Again, people are quick to look at uh, wineskins as being ways and programs and structures. Strategies, yeah. Yeah, strategies. Uh, wineskin starts with us, hmm. with our hearts. Right. And, and I know for me, in, in the last 12 months, that more than anything, my heart, my, where, where my hope is, my foundations, they're the things that have really been shaken. And, yeah. and from that... From that, I believe we're we're getting positioned now. I don't think the the the, the new is, is is hasn't the new wine hasn't started flowing yet, in my opinion. Sure, we're still getting we're still getting positioned for it. It's starting. There's little glimpses. Now it springs up. There's a bit of a springing up. Mm-hmm. But um, we're ready. Relinquishing of control, though, is key. Yep. That we, you know, learning the disciples came to Jesus, and we don't know how to pray. As we all. Well, they say, teach us how to pray. Teach yeah. us how to pray. Yeah. Uh, Romans 8, we do not know how to pray as we ought. I think there's something very powerful in mm-hmm. coming to the Lord and saying, help. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. the heck do we do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're done. <laughs> we give We're up. We're done, mate. What do we do? Yeah. Powerful place to be. And I, I, I love the image because to me, you know, when I see the, the jagged edges of the Rubik's Cube, and how it's not neat and tidy. And I, I, I confess I'm a little bit OCD, and so I like things to be pretty uh, ordered and <laughs> ducks in a row. Right, um, right. But, but to me, it, it shows that as leaders, like being okay with a bit, things a bit chaotic and messy um, yeah. and, and things that maybe are out of our control or that we can't quite structure or brand perfectly and just getting yes. getting okay with uh, that sense of messy revival, you know, that God's wanting yes. to bring and... Um, and I guess that's why I, I, I love it and want, want to talk about it here because the idea of activating people and getting people yes. uh, obeying the voice of God in the world and, and it's, it's something that we're actually not going to be able to um, keep within the borders of our of our churches, I don't think, and, I, and, and be able to yeah. perfectly um, contain. And I don't think God's wanting to contain what, what you know the move of God. I agree. I agree. And I think as well... Um, that there's going to, we're in a season of redefinition. So there's going to be yes. so many things that mm-hmm. are going to be, I believe, redefined. Yep. And I think leadership is one of the things that is being redefined. Because yep. in my conversations, they, 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 there is, um, I think, leadership and some people kind of think that uh, necessitates a measure of control. Right. To be a successful leader, mm-hmm. it's like things are happening your way, the way you see it, that mm-hmm. that has been a hallmark perhaps of, of a strong leader. Right. I think God's going to, um, you know, download and, uh, and you know, lead us in different forms of leadership that are, as you just said, they're much comfortable mm-hmm. with the jagged edges, with messy, because when people get released and, and I'm, I'm, I believe the, the, um, you know, the, the church's body, the church is a body and tendons and muscles yeah. attached to the, 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 the bones and all these parts of the body working together. Mm-hmm. We've got parts of the body that um, have been neglected right. for decades. Yeah. Parts of the body, their value hasn't been, you know, that they, they hasn't been um, identified. They haven't been trained, strengthened, built. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you've got parts of the body going to be moving for the first time. There's going to be... right. It's gonna, it's gonna be, it's not gonna be perfect. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. gonna be the perfect, but it's gonna be powerful. Yes. Yeah. What is ahead is powerful. Yeah, that's amazing. So on that note, I think you know when people are starting out and there is God stirring things in them and um, people feeling activated in in in, mm. in their calling, whatever that sphere is. 
obviously a big part of that, like we said at the start, is that obedience to the voice and hearing the voice. Mm. How can mm. people who, who aren't in what we'd say a classic sense of ministry, they're not preaching or teaching on a Sunday or uh, leading in that sense, maybe they're just uh, in a corporate world or they're a, um, yes. a, a parent, or how can they practice um, that awareness and tuning into the voice of God in their daily lives? Yeah, I um, I think if, if firstly realizing it's not hard, I think many people have an expectation mm. that hearing the voice of God is a hard thing. You know, it's God from a distance, sure. and yep. yeah, but it's it's a part of our salvation package. Yeah, John ten twenty seven is one of my hallmark scriptures. Mm-hmm. My sheep hear my voice, so be encouraged. Firstly, that people you're you're already wired for sound. If there's someone listening right now and we're, Whatever, whoever you are, however long you've been walking with the Lord, no matter what your background is, you can hear the voice of God, not because of who you are, but because of whose you are. Great. Yeah. It's the journey of learning, though, that we learn to recognize what's his voice and what's his, what, it, what it's not yeah. over time. Mm. There's no other way. We learn on the job. Yeah. It's no, um, what, what would you say? It's not a perfect science. There's no foolproof way of we, – yeah. we miss it. We hit it. We miss it. We, whatever, but that's that's okay. Mm. That's okay. And then and then the other thing, little little key, is that um, I believe we're, all of our lives are a missionary endeavor. Mm-hmm. All of us are on a mission from God. Yes. No matter – you know, I'm talking to them, you know, the perhaps the mum right now who's caring full-time, the, the student, so the one who's in the corporate world, you know uh, – a blue collar worker, whatever the case might, everyone. If and if we, and if we wake up mm-hmm. with that, with that expectation that God wants to do something today yeah. through me, yeah. And with our spiritual antenna up, an expectation, um, and and I think as well permission. Yeah. You know, I feel some people feel like if they haven't got permission. Yeah, it's true. You know, perhaps from their senior pastor or whatever. Yeah. Now, obviously. Mm. You know, we have to be um, mindful and respectful of um, lines of authority within our local church. But you know what? Back in the day when I wasn't allowed to do personal prophecies in my local church, I did them at work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I did them at work. That's where I started. Yes. That's where I cut my t- work at the physio, at the at the nail technician, at the hairdressers. Yeah. I mean, I I did that for years before I was ever released into full-time ministry. I so, love that. I love that. You know what? Some, I miss that. Yeah. Sometimes I think I've spent too much time in church. It's like it, it, it's um it's, it reminds me of that. St- I I shared about it just the other day on my Instagram. But that story where the disciples see, you know, those other guys praying in the in Jesus' name and like, hey Jesus, should we stop him? <laughs> should we stop them? Like, what yes. are they doing? And he's like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, they're not That's, they're not against yeah. us, right? They're then they're for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I think I I get that sense. Actually, I haven't thought of that. Um, that passage for some time is mm. really, yeah, mm. that's very, very apt, very relevant. If you were to, um, as, as we, as we come to a close here, um, I might actually ask you if you can just to, to, to pray over all those people who are in non-traditional ministry, um, sense. And obviously we're all, we're all, we're all called on mission in some way, whatever sphere or whatever context that, that's in. If you could just pray and if you've got any prophetic kind of encouragements over people in those spheres, um, sure. would you, would you mind just praying and, yeah. and maybe releasing the voice of God into, into our lives afresh? That'd be great. Sure. We can do that. Thank mm. you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Right now, Father, I thank you for every single person listening, Lord, irrespective of 
uh, where they are living out their life right now in whatever season they happen to be in. Lord, you place value on them. I believe the Lord wants people to know that they are valuable. And Lord, as parts of the body, every bit joined and knit together. I thank you, Lord, that in this season, you are joining and knitting the body together afresh. Mm. And Father, I thank you, you are activating parts of the body that have been overlooked. You're going to be honoring parts of the body. There's coming honor. I feel the Lord saying hmm. to some of you listening today that you, you felt overlooked. You felt like what you do um, is not appreciated or not valued or um, it's not it's not real ministry. But I, I feel the Lord is placing value and, and he honors. He honors what you do. He honors that which you do in the secret place. No, you're not on a platform. You're not receiving the applause and the adulation from people on a Sunday, but but the Lord sees what you are doing. Yeah. And and Lord, I thank you for fruitfulness. Yeah. I just declare and prophesy increased fruitfulness. I release, Father, prophetic strategies. Father, those in business who are listening right now, that you would give them strategies. And Lord, I, I, I just feel I just feel to say right now, for those of you who are in um, in the marketplace, you, perhaps you own a business. God wants you to know that your c- contribution towards the towards the kingdom is not just financial. Yeah. Not just some of you have a call to give, and that that is your motivator. That is um, God given. But but it's not just it's not the full story. I mm. see discipleship taking place yeah. in businesses. I see um, God's kingdom purposes being established through through different means and uh and father right now i just thank you thank you for uh fresh confidence yes. i know this whole COVID season we have walked where we've not walked before we've, we've but i thank you lord god for fresh confidence in hearing recognizing your voice and a softness of heart lord for all of us that we would continue to tenderize our hearts before you and to say let your kingdom come let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven in jesus name Amen. 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 That's amazing. Thank you, Vicky. So, oh, so good. You, so Mitch. incredible. Thank you. Hey, for, 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 for people listening and want to keep following and 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 um, you know, staying up to date with oh, what yes, you're doing, sure. can you can you share how we can stay on on the journey with you? Yes. Um, there's my website, yep. so vickysimpson.com. That's yep. Vicky with an I, V-I-C-K-I, mm-hmm. Simpson.com. And also, I'm um, my Instagram account is the one I'm uh, probably most active on, and that's ministry relevant. Yeah. If they go onto my Twitter account, they're going to get Vicky the Tennis Fanatic and, <laughs> um, and complainer about all things political. Come on, but Rafa. If they get, if they get, <laughs> but if they come onto Instagram, and it's simply Vicky Simpson. Beautiful. Amazing. Yeah. Hey, well, thank you so much. Appreciate your time and uh, look forward to uh, seeing what's ahead in the future. Yeah. Thank, thanks, Mitch. Bless you. See you later. Thanks for listening to Made for Monday. I hope this conversation has helped activate your faith and given you a greater understanding of how God can use you every day. I'd love to stay in touch and hear the stories of what God is doing in and through your life. So you can find me on Instagram by searching Mitch Hammond. Finally, I'd love you to subscribe so you don't miss any of the content and conversations to come. I'll see you next time.